What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, we have a fact or fiction episode. For those of you who don't know about fact or fiction, it's whenever we talk about a topic, we talk about a specific area of a topic, and we talk about... Let me try that again. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, we have a fact or fiction episode. If you don't know about fact or fiction, it's when we talk about a topic and we decide if that topic is a fact or if it is fiction. Today, we're talking about snacking. Specifically, we're talking about if snacking is making you fat. So, why are we talking about snacking? Well, snacking is a very westernized and a very Americanized, especially, idea that we absolutely love and have a very hard time letting go of. I know that from experience because of the many conversations I've had with people. But snacking is something that is built into our culture at this point. So much so that it attunes for like $100 billion a year in revenue for big food companies. It's much more than that, actually like 125 or something to that effect. I don't really remember but it's a gigantic number that food companies make off of snack foods. So snacking's been around for about 100 years or so. Um, that's not a total truth. The, the idea, like, I'm sure people, quote-unquote, snacked hundreds of years ago. Of course, they didn't call it snacking. They just call it surviving. So there's a big difference there. But... The snack food industry, I guess is a better way to put it, has been around for about 100 years. So after World War I, snack, uh, I'm sorry, food companies started creating these quote-unquote snack foods. They made them before all of that, but that's when they started to become a little more popularized. Chips and pretzels and crackers and things of that sort started really getting pumped out after World War I. World War II hit, kind of slowed things down a little bit, and then right around 1950 again, once World War II was over, it got reinvigorated. Big food companies started going after kids for their snacks, and then like once the 1970s hit, it was all over, and snacks have just kaboomed since then. And now, like snacking is a gigantic part of the food industry, is a gigantic, excuse me, gigantic part of our culture, and it's a huge part of what we believe is nutrition or a diet. And so the idea that snacking is making you fat is kind of a paradoxical idea to many people because what we have been sold about snacking is that snacking helps regulate your appetite, snacking helps regulate your blood sugar, snacking helps regulate and keep your metabolism going because the more you eat, the more your metabolism have to, has to work. And therefore, you, not the more you eat, but the more often you eat, the more your metabolism has to work. I don't know. I can't even say these words out loud because they hurt my brain. But at any rate, like that's what we've been told. And, and look, I will go ahead and raise my hand and I'll say I, I 15 years ago, when I first started coaching, like these are words that I would say out loud and these are things that I would say and these are things that I taught people. So 
overcoming the propensity to believe that snacks are what we need in our lives in order to keep ourselves satiated and healthy is a challenging thing to overcome. That's not what I'm going to totally sell you today. Actually, I'm not selling you anything. We're going to go over a study, and then we'll talk about whether or not snacks are making you fat. So the study is called the Snack Quality and Timing Associated with Cardiometabolic Blood Markers. That's the name of the study. Snack Quality and Timing Associated with Cardiometabolic Blood Markers. So what the study did, and this was, uh, I forget the exact numbers, it was a couple thousand people that they tracked for some amount of time to see how their snacking quality and timing, hence the name, was associated with blood markers such as A1C, glucose levels, their hypertension levels, and other things uh, improved or decreased or stayed the same based on their quality, quote-unquote, quality of their snacking. Um, I'll go ahead and let go, let the cat out of the bag, if you will. The answer is yes, snacking is making you fat. And there's a caveat, and I'm always happy to say that there, you know, like when there is a caveat, it's important to point out, it depends on the quality of the snack. It depends on the quality of the snack. The crux of the issue, of course, is that on average, most of us do not choose quality snacks. So this study rated the quality of these couple thousand people, rated the quality of their snacks on a scale of 1 to 11. I don't know why they do these weird scales and numbers and studies, but 1 to 11. And the average snack quality was a 5.73. The average out of a couple thousand people was a 5.73. The average. So as you can imagine, there were a lot of people who were well below that. And there were some people who were above it. But the average was a 5.73. It was literally right in the middle. Also, what they found was 74% of snacks and 18% of total energy intake were quote unquote unhealthy foods, ultra processed foods, 74% of snacks and 18% of total energy intake were quote unquote unhealthy ultra processed foods. These are things like candy and chips and pretzels and crackers, basically anything that you find in a box or in a bag. So going back to the underlying issue here is that it seems like it seems like a lot of people when it comes to their meals, like their actual food, the food that they eat at meals makes okay choices a decent amount of time. Like I said, 18% of Total energy intake work was quote-unquote unhealthy foods. That means that 82% were quality foods. They were not unhealthy foods, which is a pretty good portion. I mean, 82%, that's great. So we have the capability to choose quality foods. But 74% of snacking was unhealthy foods. 
and the vast majority of America's snacks. So where's the issue? And when I say in the beginning of this that, yes, snacking is making you fat, it is, that is the case. It is snacking that is making you fat. And while the quality of the snack definitely matters, the truth of the matter is that most of us don't choose quality snacks. So what happens? Lower snack quality was associated with higher fasting glucose levels, higher insulin levels, higher levels of insulin resistance, higher levels of hunger, higher levels of body mass index, higher levels of adipose tissue, um, lower levels of muscle mass. So literally everything that you don't want to see in a blood panel that is related to being unhealthy is what was associated with people who ate lower quality snacks. And 74% of snacks were low quality snacks. So 74% of low quality snacks of snacks are low quality. And those options lead to higher fasting glucose levels, higher insulin levels, higher levels of insulin resistance, higher A1C levels, higher levels of hunger, which means that you're going to eat more of the snacks and more of the food that you eat at regular meals then yeah, snacking is making you fat. High quality snacks, on the other hand, led to the opposite of all of those things, or at least a stabilizing of those things and sometimes lowering of them, led to better body composition, higher levels of muscular muscle tissue and lower le levels of adipose tissue, uh, lower A1C levels, higher levels of hunger. And so... What you see here is what we talk about regularly on this show, and it is that if you shift to a mostly whole food diet, that the quantity of the food will not be as big of an issue as the quality of the food. Because what we're seeing in this study is that it is the quality that we're having a problem with, even though... A lot of these people in the study, whether it was unhealthy, ultra-processed foods or healthy whole foods, maybe the calorie count was the same. The ultra-processed food group was hungrier on average. Why were they hungrier on average? The body doesn't have to do as much work, number one, to break down ultra-processed foods. Number two, high-carbohydrate, high-sugar foods will just make you hungrier, hungrier on average. And so we're hungrier, and so we eat more. The other thing that was associated with higher levels of blood markers that we don't want to see, such as glucose levels, insulin levels, insulin resistance, and so on, was snack timing. So late night snacking, here's the interesting part, I found this pretty interesting at least, late night snacking after 9 o'clock was associated with higher glucose levels, higher insulin levels, higher levels of insulin resistance on average, regardless of quality of snack. In other words, eating after 9 o'clock, whether you were eating a handful of nuts or whether you were eating a bowl full of popcorn, didn't matter as much. You still had higher levels of glucose, higher levels of insulin, and higher likelihood to develop insulin resistance if you ate 
if you snacked after nine o'clock on average. And this brings out another very important point that a lot of people uh, miss when it comes to timing of food. So one of the big reasons why intermittent fasting is so useful and so helpful is because it gives you space where you're not eating anything. Because your body needs time to rest and digest. Your body needs time to not be doing anything. The fallacy that you need to eat small meals throughout the day in order to keep your metabolism going is exactly that. It's, it's a fallacy. Your body needs time, especially at night, in order to just not have to process food. And if you're eating after, say, 9 o'clock, let's say you're eating at 10 o'clock, and then you eat again at, say, 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning, and you're only giving your body 8 or 9 hours to process food, to get through, to run all the, to get all the glucose out of the system and everything, like, that's not a whole lot of time in order to let that happen. And so your body doesn't have time to reset, if you will. And that's why having a window of time in the middle of the night to not eat at least 10 hours, if not 12, where you're not eating anything is important for your metabolic health. And this stat from this study alone enforces that. It didn't matter what kind of snack they ate. If they ate after 9 o'clock, they had worse metabolic markers. And that's a big reason why. That's maybe not the only reason why, but a big reason why is that their body didn't have enough time between those meals, between the last meal of the day and the first meal of the next day, to just chill, just relax. So having that ability to chill and relax is imperative for your body's optimal function. So what else do we make of this? So it comes down to just deciding two things. Number one, if you're going to snack, the quality is very important. Like it is very important because low quality snacks seems to be one of the biggest reasons why our health is deteriorating. We seem to do a good job of making good enough choices during meals, but it is the snacking. It is the stuff in between meals and the stuff late at night that is killing us. So if that is going to be your choice and if you are going to snack, shift those snacks to more whole food options. Whole food options are things like nuts and seeds and uncooked vegetables and fruits. And that's about it. So why, why those things over the other kinds of snacks? Because your body has to do work in order to break these things down, number one. Nuts, seeds, vegetables, and fruits. Your body has to do work to break them down because they are whole foods. So your body has to break them down. They have a bunch of nutrients in them, which is also obviously very helpful, something that all of our bodies need and want and all of us could use more of. And because your body has to work to break them down, they make you 
fuller. So you don't have to eat as many of them. Uncooked vegetables especially, like can you eat more than a couple sticks of bro- uh, well, broccoli, sticks of broccoli, sticks of celery or pieces of broccoli? Like most people can't, of course, unless you start piling ranch dressing on them, <laughs> in which case you're kind of missing the point. But like if you're just having carrots and you're just having broccoli or you're having peppers or you're having something like that, like you can't have but more than a couple of them. And even if you have five mini peppers, like maybe you had 10 calories or 20 calories, not much. So that's why shifting to more quality snacks, if that's something that you want and something you feel like you need, is going to be very beneficial. If that alone was the change that you made, then you'd be amazed to see how much your body would start to shift, how much your composition would start to shift how much your health would start to shift. Your other option, of course, is just to not snack. Because as I mentioned, like, we don't need to snack. It's not something that you need. The food industry is what has sold you that. Like, it's not something that you need. We, as a westernized society, have no clue what real hunger feels like, unless you're a person who has gone through any long-term fast, meaning something longer than like 18 hours, then the feeling you're like the hunger that you feel is just like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable. And a lot of us, because we have so much at hand so quickly, if we just feel a little uncomfortable, we go grab something quickly instead of just working through it and realizing it might just be a normal feeling and that's okay. If it's just a normal feeling of kind of hungry, then you can work through it and you can wait till the next meal. So you can just not snack. Like you don't need the snack. It's not necessary. It's not useful. And if all you did was had meals, what's the saying? Three square meals a day or four, maybe you have four meals or three big meals and one small meal. And if that's all you did, you wouldn't be hungry. Like your body would regulate you would feel much better, your digestion would regulate, your energy levels would go up, your body composition would change, like all of that would improve. So you you can continue to snack. If that's something that you feel like you want and you enjoy, that's totally fine. Just shift from ultra-processed foods, anything that's in a bag or in a box that has more than one ingredient, go throw it away, don't buy it anymore, only buy nuts, Seeds, vegetables, fruits, things that have one ingredient. And on the other end, if it's not something that you actually need and you're only doing it because you feel like everyone else is doing it or because you thought it was useful or maybe you're just in this space where that's just what you do right now. Because a lot of people just snack because that's just what they do. Because when they sit down on the couch, they pick up a bag of chips and it's kind of an, become an unconscious habit more than anything else. And unless you make the unconscious conscious, it'll dictate your life and you'll call it fate. I just, <laughs> we record a couple episodes at a time sometimes, and I just recorded another episode and I just said the same thing. I'm going to try not to say that at the next episode, so we'll see if it actually happens. But it is so true. It is so true. I cannot not say it. So sometimes we just eat and snack because it's an unconscious habit, because it's just something we do. 
Well, time to turn the TV on. Well, let's grab a bag of chips. Okay. So you can just choose to not do it. Yeah, it's going to be hard to stop. Like, it's going to be hard to overcome. It's going to be hard to, like, the temptation to just go grab a bag of chips, if you're used to doing it, is going to be so real. It's going to be so real that it's going to freak you out. Like, when you sit down to try to not grab a bag of chips, like, if you say tonight, I'm not going to grab a bag of chips. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm going to stop snacking at night when I'm watching TV. And you go to sit down, the temptation to go do it is going to be so real, you're going to go, this is freaking crazy. It will be. I'm just telling you, like, but you can overcome it. You can do it. You can, you can do it. You just have to choose one moment at a time. Because as soon as that urge comes on, you have to choose to do something different. And maybe that's sit there and live through the urge, or maybe that's go and do something different. If you feel the urge to go grab potato chips, instead, get up and do five burpees. That'll change you real quick. Or get up and go walk outside. Go walk around in the grass. Or take the dog out. Or go pick up some toys. Or, I don't know, do something different. But that urge is going to be very real. So just be ready for it. Just be prepared for it. And realize that you can overcome it. So, yes, when it comes down to it, our snacks are making us fat. And that's mostly because, mostly meaning like 80% of the reason is because we do a bad job of choosing quality snacks. Quality snacks are good. They, they seem to support a good healthy diet. They seem to support good healthy body composition. And that's all good. And because Quality snacks make up a very small part of the market. It's very challenging to overcome. So if snacking is going to be your thing, totally fine. Make that shift to something more whole food based. If snacking is not your thing and it's just something you're doing habitually, just work to not do it. Be ready for the urge. Be ready to overcome and work to not do it. One step at a time, one moment at a time. Snackless, my friends. Snackless is the way. Until next time, make sure you subscribe and here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.